welcome to Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you the news and information around the Washington National Guard. Um, so this intro is going to be a little bit different because I got Joe with me. Hello. And we are doing something kind of cool. Very cool. We've got five podcasts that we're going to release between uh, the week before Thanksgiving all the way through to the week uh, right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they all feature guard families in yes. some way. Yes. So we've got uh, quite a few different podcasts. Yeah. Uh, the first one you'll hear. Uh, well, if they listen in if order. They, if you listen in order, that's true. If you just listen to listen. So uh, we can kind of go over each of them real quick. Yeah. So first we're going to do sisters or no, besties. Best, besties. Um. Yeah. So uh, two in, specialists that yep. are with the... 303rd. Uh, 303rd that are currently deployed, yeah. grew up together, have known each other since seventh grade. That's right. Uh, joined the guard, um, what, a few months? Yeah, one joined each? the guard and then the other one joined as soon mm-hmm. as they got back from basic. Yeah, so that that was a really fun story. Both of them had Super some, funny, fun some funny stories. There's a seventh grade science teacher shout out yeah. in the middle of it, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, then we're going to have, um, you also hear a sister the uh, sisters, podcast. the Alashina sisters, the Alashina sisters. So Maria and Daria, um, Russian both, immigrants. Yep, both PFCs, both immigrated from Russia, uh, both members of the guard. They signed up on the same day. Yeah, very cool. And, and then uh, um, it's, it's interesting. One's got a very thick Russian accent. The other one doesn't. Well, yeah. So because Ala Maria was here when she was twelve, and Daria when she was eight, five, five. Yeah, five. Oh, I didn't think it was that big of a gap. Yeah. And okay. Then, yeah. yeah. And then after that, um, another one we did is the, uh, where we're doing it uh, today is the husband and wife. Yep. The Brockmans. Um, so husband and wife team from the Air National Guard. Yep. Uh, he works over at the Western Air Defense Sector. Uh, she works over at headquarters. Yep. Uh, he's full-time and she is traditional. Used to be full-time. Right. Uh, so we're going to talk to them. Uh, we've got... We've got the Trachel family. The Trachel family, which is a fantastic podcast. So fun. Was super fun to record. We've got um, Sergeant Major Trachel. Yes. We've got Private. Chief Chief Warrant Officer, or Warrant Officer One. Warrant Officer One Trachel. Who was at flight school. Yes. And he called in. And called in. And then PFC or Baby Baby Trachel. She likes to call him. And he works Uh, uh, over at Counter Drug. Right. For his full-time mm-hmm. job and then he's actually at aviation yes for his m day job and then we're also talking uh to an air guard uh chief master sergeant yes and his daughter daughter and they both serve yep, um both as well so lots of cool family episodes family-centric episodes coming up yes yeah, just a nice kind of tie for the holiday season yeah um because it is all about family and friends and, uh, and being spending together. time yeah, spending time with the ones you love hanging out with and right exactly and then also um they're not super long they're usually like 30 minutes or less uh, i think the trachels may might be like right on the cusp but there's more of them so it took a little longer to talk but they're really great um super fun episodes yeah yeah have fun listening awesome enjoy be sure to follow us on social media 
Stay up to date on all the cool events, stories, photos, and videos happening around the Washington National Guard. If you have a question, have a comment, or just want to say hi, send us a DM, PM, tweet at us, whatever, and we'll answer you. We also love to share and collaborate. Send us the photos or videos you take at Drill or AT, and we'll tag you. Are you an active Instagrammer? Well, you might be a perfect candidate to take over our account. Send us a message, and we'll set something up. To find us, do a search for WA National Guard. That's WA National Guard, and look for the blue check mark. Bigfoot country is earthquake country. If an earthquake were to happen right now, what would you do? When you feel the ground shaking, drop, cover, and hold on. Do not run or you may be injured by things falling. Remember, if you are near the ocean, the ground shaking is your warning that a tsunami may be coming. After the shaking stops, move to high ground and stay there. Make sure to listen to local emergency officials. Have enough supplies to be self-sufficient for two weeks after a disaster. For more information about earthquakes in Washington, visit mill.wa.gov preparedness. Today we are sitting down. Joe's here. Hello. There are, is a chief master sergeant in the air guard and his daughter. And then Tim is holding a microphone. Tim, I just had to, Hello. I had to mention you just so you could be on, and the, now podcast. You're on the podcast. <laughs> I'm super honored. <laughs> awesome. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, so, Chief Master Sergeant Mark Soulier. Uh, I now work for the 194th Wing. I was the superintendent of the 194th Logistics Radio Squadron that we uh, just stood up about three years ago. So, I was there for that. And I work at the wing now as the uh, deployment manager and the readiness manager with wing plans. And you worked awesome. with uh, Major Ty Clark. Okay, yeah, know? we talked to yes. Major Ty Clark. He did a great podcast about leadership. Oh, great. Excellent. Awesome. And now, Brianna, can you introduce to yourself? I'm Brianna Sule. I work at the 252nd Cyber Operations Group as a personnelist. I'm a senior airman now and just graduated Airman Leadership School this last summer. And we hear you also go to Oregon State University? I do, yes. We're entering, uh, we're right in the middle of uh, 10th week of school, so it's dead week. Finals are next week. Okay, and you're an engineering student? I'm studying ecological engineering with a minor in fisheries and wildlife. That hmm. sounds That's really actually hard. very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like studying all the time? Yes. Yes. What awesome. are the What are your uh, goals after college? So I haven't quite figured out all the fine details yet, but I chose ecological engineering as my degree originally because it's not normally like a high office work job sitting in a cubicle. There's a lot of field work involved, and I'm hoping to work out in the field with sustainability projects, whether that be on hydro dams or solar panels or just improving the ecosystems for like salmon because i've been taking quite a few classes that have talked about how the salmon populations have been declining and how we're not really doing what we need to to improve their population size that's really fascinating yeah it's kind of cool and what year are you in I'm a senior this year. Okay. I'll graduate next winter. Okay. Awesome. I guess you're super proud. 
Oh, we absolutely are. Both uh, both my wife and I are very proud of her and our son. He's yeah. uh, a Boy Scout working on his Eagle Project now to get his okay. Eagle Scout. But no, she's uh, she's always been a, a go-getter, even from, I think it was the uh, the third grade, she was pulled out of school and put into a like a quest program right. for advanced students. Yeah. And she was at seven doing presentations. Oh, very awesome. That are, were so much better than most of the presentations <laughs> I've seen here. Brian, you I don't mean, see it, but your dad has a big smile talking about you. <laughs> there was a presentation in um, first grade, I believe, that we had to do on insects because at that point I was still in a once a week pull out program that I thought it'd be fantastic to do a presentation on cockroaches because nobody else would want to study cockroaches. No. So I had a very in-depth and presentation about that, had a t-shirt with like a bunch of different species on it and then like a big stuffed cockroach I brought to class. That's awesome. That is it's, so awesome. It was a huge cockroach. Do you still have it? You still have that? Yeah, don't you? yeah. I don't. Th- well, because why throw it away? It was. It's like I don't know, two feet long. Yeah, it's, such it's a, a huge unique cockroach. stuffed animal. Exactly. People, people come over and they're like, got, um, "What is that?" It's got bendable legs. Oh. So when she says it's a stuffed animal, it's not like a plush toy. Right. It's, no, it's, it's actually not a plush. Hard it's like plastic, okay. rubberized. Okay. Yeah, it's like okay. rubbery plastic. Yeah, yeah, like oh my one. goodness. It's huge. Hmm. That's amazing. It's one of the ones you have nightmares about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever played a joke on somebody and like put it on somebody in the middle of the night or in their bed and been like, they have them wake well, up screaming? Not with that large one, but I had also gotten like gag gift smaller cockroaches that looked like more realistic that I definitely after the presentation would like leave around and like scare the other girls with. <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so um, we'll start with you, Chief. What made you uh, join the military and the Guard? So I actually originally got in the Army Guard. I was in uh, college at Western Washington University, and a buddy of mine that I was going through a karate class with had told me that he joined the Guard and he enjoyed it, and so I did too, and found out very quickly before I got out of basic training that I could not stand the Army. (laughs) <laughs> I signed up for three years, and it took me a year and a half to get out. So okay. after a year and a half, I was out of the Army Guard with uh, honorable discharge under the condition that I join an active duty component. Okay. So I looked at the Army. I was like, oh, I can't do that one. The Marines, to me, were just a worse version of the Army. <laughs> and I did not want to go on a boat for six to nine months out of the year. Right. So it left the Air Force. Yep. Uh, went to a recruiter, ended up being the same recruiter that my wife had. Okay. And we did not know each other at the time. We ran into each other in tech school. Okay. Uh, back in 83. Uh, so I've been in the military since since 81. So I've been in the military for a long time. Yeah, Sergeant Jacone over here just raised his arm. I <laughs> wasn't even alive at that time. So, <laughs> nope. Nope. but... Uh, so I joined the, like I said, I joined the Army Guard, uh, Water Purification Specialist. Okay. Well, right? I joined, it was the, uh, up in Bellingham, it was the 562nd or 561st up there. Gosh, I'm trying probably to doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore. it doesn't exist anymore. Probably not. They probably mothballed the place, you know, 50 years ago. Um, but, uh, Was yeah. the armory over by the airport? 
Um, yes. Yeah, yes, it so was. We, so my first guard unit uh, was Charlie 898. Um, and we would draw to that same building. Okay. And then, yeah, years later now we're no longer there. But right, yeah. It's very fascinating, the history of that area. Yes, yes. So uh, joined the active duty Air Force, went to San Antonio as a security forces specialist, ran into my uh, future wife down there, not at the time. Of course, we didn't know it. We were friends. We went our different ways. I went to Europe for 10 years. She went to Korea and Texas, ran into her again in Texas. Um I went back there to do airbase ground defense okay. between Germany and Spain and ran into her again down there. She had been stationed down there and uh, as, a, as a law enforcement troop, and she was actually providing security out at Camp Bullis where I did my training. Okay. I've been to Camp Bullis many times. Yes, yes. Yeah. <coughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> There's nothing out there. No. Um, then I went uh, to Spain, and then after that did a follow-on to Turkey. And then uh, when the Air Force got to the point where they said, uh, take your first assignment or get out, and mine was Minot, North Dakota, I decided it was time to get out. Oh, but North Dakota is really nice. Sure it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> Are you from North Dakota? I'm from Minnesota. Okay. Might right. as well be. Yes, very similar. <laughs> so, uh, so I got out, came back here, ran into my wife again, Okay. Uh, then we decided to start dating. Get uh, you were like, this keeps happening. Yes, it's yes, time it's, we start dating. Yes, we did. So, uh, <laughs> so we we got married. She's big. In, she's uh, Native American. Okay. And Filipino, so she's big into the Native American side of stuff. And of course, uh, my our kids are registered tribal members with their tribe in okay. Oregon, Solets, Oregon, down okay. by Newport. So, and then I joined the got off of active duty. Joined the Air National Guard, uh, up at a unit in Everett, uh, okay. the two fifteenth up there. Mm -hmm. Then uh, started working for the same group that she's actually working for. At the time, it was the 252 Combat Com Group. Right. And then was their uh, resource advisor, logistics manager for a while, and then moved to the wing. Awesome. So. And now here you are. And now here I am. All right. Well, uh, Brianna, what made you decide to join the Guard? So I decided primarily to join the guard for schooling because I used to be part of the um, the Wangy Youth Council, the Washington yes, Air Army. Yeah. We National talked to guard them. Youth. They're so and great. And we would do a like a field trip every year to Central Washington University so that the east side and west side councils could meet yep. for like a meeting. Yep. And we'd always like get a tour of the campus and like have um, public speakers talk about the college and like getting ready for college mm -hmm. and at this point I think I was I was a senior in high school and it was December and our adult that was like in charge of the council at the time one of them right. Zach Bonta mm -hmm. yep. um, went up to talk about his schooling and then was saying about how he was still paying students loans off and I realized at that moment that I did not want to have student debt when I graduated college Smart. and so the first logical step for me was to join the military to help get money to pay through my way through college and then there was also so I kind of sprung it on both of my parents mm -hmm. just got home and I was like I'm going to join the military and my mom was like you what? since when <laughs> what why didn't you tell us earlier and i was like well i've i've just decided 
and so that was kind of the main reason but then there was also um seeing how both my parents acted because of the fact that they went through the military i think is beneficial so that was another bonus to joining is just to get that experience and like learn how to be more of like a team I guess and how every job um, works together even if it doesn't seem that important in that moment yeah awesome yeah I see dad over here he was shaking his head on that day (laughs) well when she said she said she sprung it on us so her and her mom (laughs) talked and I walk into the living room and she's looking at job postings that look like they came off of USA Jobs. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What are those? And they're like, oh, yeah, these are jobs. I'm like, what do you mean they're jobs? Oh, for the guard. What do you mean the guard? My wife's like, yeah, she's going to basic training this summer. I'm like, what? Yeah, she's leaving in June. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, she's, didn't she, did we forget to? I'm like, seriously. <laughs> and uh, it was so. So they really sprung it yes, on you. Yes. So, um, so when she talks about her education, I got to tell you. So first off, she's putting herself through college, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's working a job. She's getting um, scholarships. I have she's two jobs. That well, yeah. Okay, the guard. You're right. So, so, she, so when you know when she talks about not having a bill, yeah, she's paying her way, so right. she doesn't have mm-hmm. any bills, which is which is kind of awesome. Um, but uh, when she went to join, um, I wanted her to join like cyber operations right. or you know, some of those cool scope dope or something like that, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, no, I'm going into personnel. So I'm like, what? Why? Well, because it has to fit during summer break. Right. Yeah. So it does not interrupt my schedule right. that I want. I'm like, what? Just take a year off. I said, look, take a year off. Get it all done. A year now is nothing in your lifetime. She goes, oh, yeah, no, Dad, you're not thinking here. She goes, I get extra benefits by being a continuing education student. If right. I go from high school to college and continue, it's better. So I'm going to do basic training this summer. I'm going to take a break, go back to college, and go tech school the next summer. And it has to fit in during summer break. I'm like, wow. I was thinking about when I was 17 years right. old, 18 Ooh, yeah, years I old. Have full, I wouldn't have had the, <laughs> no. the foresight to think that, that way. That planning is yes. legit. Yeah. Yes. That's so. awesome. Well, uh, so have you guys um, ever got to do anything together? Within the guard, militarily, no. Other than we we attend events. Of course, my right. wife and I attended her ALS graduation. Uh, she attends events. She's been attending military events since. We have a picture of her at one of the militia balls, okay. the Adjutant General's oh militia ball, in a little blue velvet dress when she was just knee high. Right. <laughs> right. So she's been. Her and her uh, brother have been attending military events forever. But as far as participating in things, um, the closest we ever get is she mentioned the Wangy Camp. My right. wife and I go out there and participate sometimes, you know, for like the full day uh, game day event yeah. thing. Uh, we do that. Her brother has followed her and is now a junior counselor at Wangy Camp. Okay. And periodically, if she's there, she actually comes back as an adult counselor. Yeah. Still. We had some of the kids, um, the president, vice president in one of the secretary mm-hmm. treasurer yeah. or something like that Talk on the they came and talked on the podcast right they yes. were great they were really excited about 
uh, they were getting ready for like a regional event where they were making a big presentation. Oh, good. Yeah. I think my son knows the president yeah. of that. Uh, he plays lacrosse with him. He used to play yes, lacrosse. they play yes. lacrosse, yes. Yes. Uh, he does play lacrosse. It's a... I can't remember Gosh, people's can names, Joe. I, I can barely is, remember. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Huddleston. David, yeah. David, David Huddleston. Huddleston. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Old. Uh, he was. Used to be. He was on the council when I was still in. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We used to coach them. Okay. I used to help coach uh, with his dad when they were all in like third grade, third grade up to high school. We used wow. to coach those guys. So. That's awesome. Brian, do you think uh, having been part of Wangy kind of helped you make this decision of joining the guard? I think it did play a very large part in my decision because um, I always enjoyed the summer camp week that they would do, and then they would advertise at the end of camp, if you're going into eighth grade or above, join the Wingy Youth, Youth Council for community service hours. And a bunch of my friends were doing it uh, when we were going into eighth grade so I decided to also join as well and then continued that through graduation and then just the trip that we took in December of my senior year is what really like swayed me towards joining yeah mm-hmm. awesome yeah, community service hours that is such a it's such an underrated thing I think high school students don't think about like you, uh, I think now some schools are requiring you to get so many community service hours to even graduate. They they actually do. Uh, my son, yeah. is, they've got, you can letter in it now mm-hmm. in, oh. in schools. Yes, you can actually letter in uh, community service awesome. hours. Um, you did, Brianna. Didn't you do multiple letters in that? Yes, I lettered ninth through 12th grade. Um, my first year in my freshman year of high school when I lettered, I didn't know how many hours you needed to get because they have bronze, silver, and gold levels depending on how many hours you volunteer. However, you have to have proof of volunteering. And my freshman year, I didn't really know how it worked, so I didn't have proof of all my volunteering um, projects. And the deadline was really close because I found out about it like a couple weeks before the application was due but then my sophomore through senior year I got um, the gold level of lettering awesome wow. okay cool yeah I don't I, I wish I that was something that, that I was in high school yeah no yeah I was it and it probably started probably just prior to her freshman year but that was the first we'd heard about it yeah mm-hmm. was when she did that and of course her son's doing the same thing and because of not just school, but in scouting too. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, both she did. Now she also got that she hasn't mentioned yet. She got her gold award in Girl Scouting, okay. which is equivalent to Eagle Scout, right? In mm-hmm. Boy Scouting, so she's it's actually also equivalent when you join the military as a associate's degree. <clears throat> oh, that's even better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's huge. It's it's and it's something that you don't hear about either. You know, you, you hear about the Eagle Scout. Oh yeah, he's an Eagle Scout. He's an Eagle Scout. Right. right. The Girl Scouts have a gold award that is equivalent. She actually, um, she actually did a project for Pierce College. Okay. As her gold award. It's a gold award. Okay. Yeah. My yes, daughter was in I Girl made Scouts. A, um, not a, it's like a food drive, but for school supplies. So a school supply drive. Okay. And then I, because the project 
for a gold award, you have to do entirely on your own, and mm-hmm. it has to be sustainable mm-hmm. in the community. So after I collected school supplies for a couple weeks, I believe, I gave everything to the like student help center along with a thumb drive that had all the flyers and like an inventory of the school supplies that I had collected in case they wanted to continue to run a school supply drive in the future. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. And and they actually still do. Uh, I was at Pierce College not too long ago because my wife works there as the uh, veterans liaison for education office. And uh, I was up there, and they actually still have uh, school supply drives and um, lockers where kids can go that don't have you know, the necessary supplies, right. all that kind of stuff that they can get. So kind of cool. That is cool. So uh, son kind of following a similar path. It sounds like, is he, is he thinking about air guard as well? Or <laughs> So I don't know. He's a, he's a boy, right? He wants to be a, a recon sniper. He wants to be a, he to be a Marine. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's like Marine or Army. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, uh, so, so I'm hoping – I think the military is beneficial, right? I think yeah. it's very beneficial, especially when you get out of high school. If you don't have a plan, it's a structured, controlled environment where your clothes are provided for you, your food, your housing, your supervision is provided for you. And, and then you get four to six years where you can then consider and think about what do you want to do. Right. right. Is this what you want to do or do you want to do something else? And as, as Brianna said, it provides you that structure, that team structure, where then you have something a little bit bigger, stronger foundation mm-hmm. to look at the world and go, okay, this is what I want to do, or this is the kind of thing I want to be part of, or this is the kind of stuff I can do. I th- right. So I think, I almost think that military service should be obligatory. You know, unless you have a unless you have a solid plan, like something like her, where in high school you know what you've got ahead of you and how you've got it planned out and. Right. All that kind of stuff. It's it's not a bad thing. So I'm kind of hoping mm-hmm. my son does uh, go into the military because he's a teenage boy. <laughs> he does not have the focus and and you know that and the dedication that our daughter has. Right mm-hmm. now, don't get me wrong. He's doing running start. Right. So right. he's he's a junior in high school. He's in his first year of running start. He's going to get his associate's degree before he graduates high school. Right he's getting a job right he's so it's not like he's he's sitting around at home gaming but if he was given the choice right he would sitting be at home, <laughs> he he sitting would around be. at home gaming exactly. <laughs> and, and it sounds like Brian you kind of had a plan walking out of high school and you looked at the guard as an opportunity to help maybe kickstart that plan or assist in that plan yes um i at the time of joining the military. I don't think I had quite figured out what degree I was going to be studying yet because sophomore junior year of high school, I thought I was going to study veterinarian science because my freshman year, they have you do a um, like a mini culminating project because freshman year is still in junior high so it's like your last year as like a middle school or junior higher before you go to the actual high school 
and you at the time it's not required anymore you had to job shadow someone so I chose a old family friend that was a veterinarian and I went and job shadowed and then after that I was like this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna study veterinarian science it's gonna be great (laughs) however once the movie um it's a children's movie actually big hero six yes Mm -hmm. once that movie came out i realized that engineering sounded much more exciting than studying veterinarian science so i switched my degree my like going into my senior year towards application time Mm -hmm. and then joining the guard seemed like a good choice because now i was going to be out of state at the time i didn't realize that i could get in state tuition because of my native american tribe um which is really nice actually but i thought i was going to be like an out-of-state student and that i was going to need to really work for it if i didn't want to have any debt (laughs) yeah what uh and, and if you don't have an answer no big deal um like future guard goals at all anything you want to try to accomplish there maybe get a degree and go officer so i mean i'm trying to promote to um staff sergeant next year in april once i've been in long enough now that i've passed my cdc's and als um after that i'm not sure um because there's the option, like you said, for me to commission after I get my degree, or I could just stay as a personnelist after graduating. So I haven't quite decided, as partially because I also don't know what or where my um, long-term job will be. And if it's in Washington or in Oregon, I might choose to transfer to maybe like an Oregon guard establishment if I end up staying here in Oregon versus moving back to Washington. Either way. I mean, yeah, we'd we'd never have all the answers right away. That's the nice part. As your dad and mom probably both told you that uh, it it takes a while to figure it all out, I guess, in the military. I like the way she struggled with that answer. Right. If you, if you had an answer, then you would be disappointed when it doesn't happen. But if you are flexible, that's always the best thing. It's the the part about, well, I don't know if I'm going to stay in or not. I got it. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Well, yeah, and it's all about, like, you know, what happens after graduation. That's yeah. such a exactly. big transition. Well, yeah, and, it's, and she's young. She's right. 22. Yeah. You know, so enjoy it yeah just enjoy it yeah exactly a lot of choices awesome. a lot of future well i don't have any more questions do you Chief, yeah, do you guys yeah. have anything you want to make sure you say no i'm uh i'm good i i know it's uh of course her mom and i are very proud of her right right uh for the direction she's going whether she had chosen the military or not of course having her in the military um to participate as a family two chiefs uh a senior airman and of course my son and is Boy Scout uniforms whenever we can participate in an event. It's, it's a great event. Um, I think, the, like I said before, I think the military is is beneficial for some people in some avenues. Um, I don't know if my daughter will decide to stay in or not. Right. 
uh, or if she'll become an officer or not. If she does become an officer, I hope I retire before then. <laughs> you got to give that first salute. No, because she will make me salute her yeah. all the time. It's so, so I just went to a commissioning in May, and um, a dad who was an E8 did his son's first salute, and it was just about the sweetest thing I've ever seen. They both were, like, super emotional about it. See? That's that's how it would be yeah it, it, it honestly would be so so if she does if she does remain in you know it's it's her choice uh if she does commission i think that would be awesome uh but whatever she chooses to do i think the certainly the military has helped her get uh where she's at and helped has helped formulate her her thoughts her her direction her motivation and determination you know so it's i think it's been beneficial awesome do you have anything else you want to add uh, I think he summed it up quite nicely. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling yeah, in. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Hey, I'll see you, Brianna. Okay. I'll see you this weekend. Okay. Oh.